This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, David, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Scott and Matt versus Benchwarmer Dan and equipment manager for our Patreon team and returning player, Hugh Gitlin. Welcome back to the bench, Hugh. It's nice to meet you. Why don't you take a minute to remind us of where you're from, what teams you root for, anything else you want to share? Thanks, David. I'm from uh, Mendota Heights, Minnesota, which is just south of St. Paul. And I root for all the Minnesota teams. Um, and I have a soft spot for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's my nephew's down there. And I think the Loons should fire Adrian Heath, just for losing the USA Cup game to Omaha. We were done with Omaha, I thought. Uh, I keep hearing this, but I also thought we were done with Minnesota. And Hugh's here, so. No, 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 no. There's, there's, there's too much Minnesota, but we're not done with it. I live in Omaha, and I'm done with Omaha. So, <laughs> Yet more Minnesota. All right. Well, uh, Dan, how are you doing tonight? And tell us uh, what your and Hugh's team name is going to be. Well, first of all, Hugh said his own team, his own uh, city's name wrong. And if he's Clem Haskins, which would be Mendota Height. Mendota Height. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nice. forgot about that. <laughs> I, I used to live in, uh, in, in Falcon Height. Just a singular? Yeah. Anyway. I have friends in Invergrove Height. Too. Invergrove Height. There's a lot of heights. <laughs> <laughs> there are. I, I'm pretty sure that's what Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote the, the musical about. In the Height? No, but it, but it was it was co-written by Clem Haskin. In, in the height. You know, in the height would be much easier to rhyme than in the heights, just for the record. Um, yeah, I'm 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 doing good. I've I've been warmed up for this uh, for this recording for about a half an hour now, and uh, <laughs> we're all ready to go, which is going to bring us to our team name. Um, we were originally going to be a riff on um, a team that. Scott and I were at one point, we were going to be gopher big fudge with the uh, gopher spelled G O P H E R. See what we did there. But in light of everything that's uh, gone down over the past 15 minutes, we are now going to be gopher big dongle. We, we might need to give some reference as to what that means. <laughs> I thought that it was self-explanatory. self-explanatory. Okay. All right. Okay. Apparently there's a thing called a dongle. And that's right. That's where you're leaving the story. That's that's <laughs> and, all you and, want. And, and David was having a problem with his. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and that's where Manscaped comes in. Look up dongle. If you need to look up dongle, you shouldn't have to. But if you need to look up what a dongle is, look it up. It's 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 safe for work. You're fine. That's true. Use promo code bench at twenty percent off when you're cleaning your dongle. <laughs> okay, we're going straight to the toilet here. Apparently, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let me move this along, uh, Scott uh matt what you got i'll go first since since yeah you came with the team name i'm doing good uh been busy just really really busy um yeah that's about it uh getting excited for july when byron plays man city and lambo so not excited about what byron's gonna have for striker at that moment but <laughs> we'll see i have matt bingo i just got matt bingo on my bingo card oh easily we're, we're done B- busy and byron and and well, he hasn't mentioned Lewandowski by name, but I guess he wouldn't anymore. No, but he did, he did say, I'll go first because Scott has our team name. That's also on the... Uh, the uh, that's true. That's true. All right, Scott, make it so. 
Um, I'm good. Just got back from uh, camping, camped over the long weekend uh, for recording after Memorial Day. So that was a lot of fun. Played a lot of ladder golf. Uh, had a good time. So I'm a little exhausted, but I'm excited to be here. It's a David game. Um, I'm excited to meet Hugh. Hugh, it's nice to officially meet you. Um, I feel like I've known you my whole life, uh, you know, just based on your presence on, on our podcast here. It always it always fascinates me when we have two, three, four time players and I don't I haven't met them yet since I'm on like every game. So the ones that <laughs> somehow managed to elude me on this schedule, it's always fascinating. So it's a, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I wish you all the worst in this game. Uh, but yeah, Matt and I, um, listen, we, we know, we know, we know we don't have a lot going on upstairs um, in more ways than one. We show that off on this podcast. So we're just going to embrace it and let you guys know that we're bald and not beautiful. So that's our team name. Is that, wait, is that supposed to be describing both of you or is one of you bald and the other one is not beautiful? I, I didn't catch I, the... Just like your dongle, I, I thought that was pretty self-explanatory. But... Uh, okay, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So we've got bald and not beautiful against go for big dongle. That's going to get tiring to say for sure. But uh, I think we're ready to go. So uh, without further ado, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We'll be starting off with the coin flip question to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from their points accumulated to see our today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right? Let's get this game underway. Okay, it's time for our coin flip. It's a 50-50 warm-up question. It's worth 10 points. Hugh, I don't know if you've been here for one of our games when we've had a coin flip, but this is going to go to your team since you're our guest. And tonight's coin flip question is, to date, who has more career field goals? David Akers or Isaac Hartenstein? It's Isaiah. Oh, sorry, what did I just say? Did I say Isaac? I'm going to read that again. I just I, I I wrote Isaiah and I said it out loud wrong. That was terrible. Sorry. Sorry. You even you even checked the pronunciation before the game. I know. Of the last I know. Name, and I. But you I, didn't check the pronunciation of the first. No, name. it wasn't that. That's I, my I, favorite part about this I whole deal. It. All right, here we go. Here's our coin flip question. To date, who has more career field goals, David Akers or Isaiah Hardenstein? Guess what? It's going to be really close because I'm. I guarantee that David looked up Isaiah Hardenstein. No, he looked up Isaac Hartenstein. <laughs> <laughs> found out how many field goals he had and then found a found a football player who had a comparable number. So God. Um honestly, Hugh pick one. It's that's what it's gonna be. It's a coin flip here. Yeah. Uh let's see. Let's go with Akers. No 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 reason. All right. We're we're checking in with David Akers. I mean, I'm sorry, no, Isaac Akers. right exactly so checking in with acres and i will tell you yes this question is dedicated to to scott and marcus who were riffing about useless power forwards on a recent episode so decided to work work this into a coin flip because it was the only way i could work it in so david acres has 386 field goals and of course is the career leader for the eagles isaiah hardenstein on the other hand well i don't have anything to say about him he's isaiah hardenstein um, he has three. Uh, he has 387 field goals. Ooh. So I'm afraid the answer is Isaiah or 
Don't call me Isaac Hartenstein. This is the first time Isaiah Hartenstein's names come up on the sh- this. No, no, no. Okay. Except for the episode that broke wind, whatever it was last week. Yeah. Oh, so we're going to make a thing out of this now. <laughs> uh, I mean, Isaiah or Isaac, that might be a t-shirt in itself. Love that name. <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> so going into the first quarter, we have scores of Bald and Not Beautiful with 10 points and Go for Big Dongle with zero. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Our first quarter tonight will be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be four questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 25 points. Question number one in Sporting Haikus. D-R-O-T-Y. Brothers both have won award, both on West Coast teams. All right, we're checked in. Bold and not beautiful have checked in. Go for big dongle. Talk it out. <sighs> Took me a second to even come up with DROTY. It's defensive is, rookie yeah, of the year. It is. It is. Yeah, so it's football. Do you have a, have anything on this? Oh, um, Ohio State uh, defensive ends. I know who they are. One's in. One's in. Um, One's in LA, the other is up in San Francisco. Okay. Why am I having a hard time with this right And now? I'm just blanking on the name. Do you need to go somewhere, Dan? <laughs> Already? It's way too early uh, it, in the game. It, it's <laughs> happened early once. While you're in there, see if you can find Hartenstein's first name for me. <laughs> are they uh are are they like current? Yeah. One's with the Chargers and the other's with the uh, Niners. Niners. Yeah. Oh, um, uh the last name we're looking for bosa b-o-s-a bosa yeah yeah that's it okay yeah i don't know why that yeah jeez yeah we're 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 checking in with bosa all right and bold and not beautiful what did you have uh yeah a few minutes ago we also said (laughs) we also came up with bosa yes that is correct and and uh, hugh had it spot on nick bosa's with the 49ers joey bosa's with the charger they they have not been giving the the defensive rookie of the year for that long, but they are the only two brothers to have won. So nice job points all the way around. Can you think of any other brothers where one is like very good looking and the other one looks like a horse as much as the Bosa's like, (laughs) man, they don't look like brothers at all. Like at least all the Gronkowski's, they all look like horses. At least it's consistent in the family, you know? And all, and all the lot brothers look look alike too. Yeah. Are they, is it same mom, same dad? I wonder if uh, like there's, that's, a, that's a gene pool we shouldn't be fooling around in anyway. But You're saying Nick has a dad and, and Joey's dad was a natural horse? He was Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Bojack Horseman. <laughs> Bosa Horseman. We have an early contender for, t- for episode title. <laughs> Bosa Horseman. Bosa Jack Horseman. All right. Sporting Haikus number two. Olympic silver, season record for most dunks, first COVID hoopster. Got, I know that I got this one, Matt. Love it. Checked in. 
Bold and Not Beautiful have checked in. So once again, go for Big gong- Dongle. It's Rudy Gobert. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Check in with Rudy Gobert. All right. Bold and Not Beautiful, what'd you have? Uh, same. Yeah, it was uh, a sad, sad day when we all were kind of waiting for it, right? And then we finally got the notification that the first NBA player tested positive. Um, it's Mr. Bubble himself, Rudy Gobert. And he decided to touch all the microphones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that was that was in the early days. I mean, obviously, well, obviously we don't know that he was really the first COVID hoopster, but he was he was it was it was such a big deal when he got it. And and everybody was so paranoid because he was doing the whole germ touch of like every microphone, every chair, and everyone was like, wipe all that stuff down. Wipe yeah. So well done to both teams. Well done. I like to call him Rudy Gobert. Ebert. Ebert. Gobert. Ebert. Gobert. Book, 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 book. Yes. Ernie. <laughs> All right. Question number three in Sporting Haikus. For two straight seasons, led off first game with home run. Did the trash can help? Okay, let's do it. We're going to go ahead and check in. Bold and not beautiful. I've checked in. Go for Big Dongo once again. Talk it out. Was Altuve the leadoff hitter or was it uh, Correa? Speaking, speaking of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that was accidental but yeah sure um again we're into we're into current sports which is just not my thing and if we're talking about 21 22 then it's not Korea. that's bl Tuve then or could be Bregman, but Pigman didn't lead off Bregman was never the lead off hitter was he um uh but looking at the the guy who's asking the questions i mean Bregman is jewish so <laughs> We, I, I don't think that we can count on that being the missing link here. I'll, 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 when we get to the missing link, maybe it is. I don't. Could you do a full missing link? Oh yes, yeah. Um, we have this pamphlet on famous <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, it's probably going to be El Tuve. El Tuve. Yeah. I, let's just go. Let's go. Let's go with El Tuve. All right, bold and not beautiful. What did you have? Yeah, we checked in with Altuve also. Neither team will be receiving points. The leadoff hitter actually for the Astros then was George Springer. I, I, Matt, Matt sent Altuve. I sent Springer. I said it's one of the two because I knew they yeah. were one, two in the lineup. No, you're right. Altuve, I think, often hits second. I think he yeah. was that sort of conventional second it's hitter. That, it's that Derek Jeter thing, right, where everyone yeah. always thinks Jeter was a leadoff hitter, but he wasn't. Yes, ex- that's exactly right. Number but two? But George George Springer is actually the the first guy to lead off consecutive years, uh, have a leadoff home run in the first game in consecutive years. He did it in 1718. So I saw that stat recently, tried to make it into a haiku. But Altuve, a respectable guess for sure. All right. Question number four of our sporting haikus. For some reason, this one just reminds me of something Dan might do. Game of 501, minimum darts required to complete a game. Can I use my calculator? Yep, this one's all you, buddy. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> We're going to check in. All right. Bald and not beautiful. I've checked in once again. Go for big dongle. It's nine because 180, 180. And then 140, 141, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be nine. It's going to be nine darts. Nine. Yeah, so nine darts. Yep. Check that in. Bold and not beautiful. What did you guys have? We said 10. So I forgot that there was a 21 you can get with triple sevens. So, yep. So we're wrong. 
well, one team is receiving points. And just to sort of complete this, the answer is nine. I, I found myself in just watching YouTube videos. I don't know how I stumbled into this, but but these dark tournaments are so funny because, of course, the whole action is taking place in about 10 feet of space, but there look like hundreds of people there. And you can watch these videos where people hit and the and the English guys are saying a nine darter, a nine darter. They're very excited. The most common way, actually, there's a lot of different ways to do it. But Hugh, you were right. It goes 60, 60, 60, 60, 60, 60. And then most of them, they do triple 20, triple 19, uh, double 12 or something like that, because they try to spread them out where they can. But there, there are a lot of different configurations for doing it. It's 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 uh, it's pretty fun to watch. What's those guys go? Those guys go insane the uh the announcers <laughs> the announcers do and the fans do it's really uh, yeah absolutely i've hit a triple 20 a, a running triple 20 once i've done that once in my life so i can't imagine <laughs> doing it again and then doing it two more times and then hitting the, the 21 i just <laughs> i just can't imagine doing that all right so after the first quarter we have scores of go for big dongle with 75 a small lead or over bold and not beautiful with 60. That takes us to the second quarter, which will be the missing link. There it is. The missing link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Nobody saw that coming. No. One of these days we're going to work it into the fourth quarter. All right. Don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, uh, Josh's head will explode. I will never do that. Anyway. All right. Question number one of our missing link. The only person to win NFL defensive player of the year for two different teams. And the only one to win the award 10 plus years apart. Let's check that in. Yeah. All right. We'll check in. All right. Go for big dongo for the first time this evening has checked in. So bold and not beautiful. What you got? Yeah, well, my, we, I, it seems like both of us, it, it, our first initial reaction was Charles Woodson. That's where my mind first went, just because of the longevity. And I knew, I remember him winning it on the Packers. What was sure. his rookie year? Uh, what, 98, 99? So he won it in 2009 with the Packers. So that means he would have had to have won it in 99. And either two, his rookie guess, or his second year. Which seems unlikely for a defensive back. Just because it's hard enough for a defensive back to win that award once, let alone twice. That's why I, I you know also what? thought it's actually this a I'm end? changing my mind. You know who I think it might be? Reggie White. Oh, yeah, that would make more sense. I, I, that's more likely to happen. I know he won it in '98 or '90, right? Something '90, and he could have easily won it in '88, '87 ish. Yeah, with the Eagles, with Philly. It makes more sense just because, again, historically, the sack guys win those awards more than defensive backs do. Yeah. So I, I'd probably like that better. And I'll also, I think that white is probably just a better answer for a missing link. It opens up a lot of doors. There you go. How about that? 
So Let's go with it. I'm good with it. All right, we're gonna check in with not Packer Charles Woodson, but Packer Reggie White. All right, and go for Big Dongo. What did you have? We checked in at the same time. Reggie White. It's like first name that came to our, to both of our minds was Reggie White, so we went with Reggie White. All right, both teams receiving points. Yeah, Reggie White won in 87 with the Eagles and then not again until 98 with the Packers. So good call, Matt. Well done. Way to way to call off the Woodson thing. I think Woodson only won once. And I think your logic was right, Scott. It's super hard to break into the league and win quickly as a cornerback. Yeah. Um, also, I mean, you'd you have to was... be like Trayvon Diggs or, you know, you'd have to do That's something right. like that. It's funny. Somehow your sound glitched right when you, to me anyway, when you said, uh, it's the sack guys who win. I thought you said it's the fat guys who normally win. I, I mean, like, that's, that's probably the same, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, did, did Vince Wolfork win it? I don't. I don't <laughs> think he did. Terrence Knighton, pot roast. <laughs> right, the fridge never won. That's for sure. <laughs> right. All right. Question number two of our missing link. Once number one in Division One college basketball men's coaching wins, he is now number six though he is still one of only two to win a title as both a player and a coach. Oh, that's right. We can check that in. Okay. We'll check in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Go for big dongle is checked in bald and not beautiful. Fuck it out. All right, Matt. So we've got to think of big time coaches who are high on the list that also played right at a school that would have been yeah. successful early on depending on the coach like Beheim played right but I don't know oh Beheim right but was he number Would one he ever been number I don't one? think he was ever one right this number so this is this guy's going to be one you know before the Krzyzewskis and and the Beheims and those guys come the list you would think so uh, who was one in so like other, the 80s other players that other coaches that played Bobby Knight never won a championship did he with those Ohio State no with Indiana well no because it says oh when player, he was playing right? yeah, yeah. I, no I don't think Ohio State um, won back then did Jim Calhoun play no idea I don't know that he ever would have been number one though Jim Calhoun yeah same time like because again it's the, yeah it's the that's why I'm thinking this is someone that maybe coached in like the 70s or the 80s played in the you know 50s maybe early 60s dean smith could be i, he, I, I don't do even think know dean if he smith played might have been number one at some point that sounds i mean dean smith seems feasible. logical that he would have been number one in wins but i don't think i don't know if he ever played and i don't know if he ever won a national championship as a player no idea um <clears throat> and there's other guys that who are some older guys eight i mean adolf rupp was adolf he ever Ruff, like number one yeah. He was I mean, probably I'm sure, number I'm assuming one he was wins. number one I don't, like back in the 70s, well, you know, before. Yeah, right. But I'm thinking when he played, in. did they even have basketball? Like when he was young enough to have been. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He, I don't even he's know. He's like that David's had, age. So it's like. Because he would have been coaching in the 40s when they started the, or the 30s when they started the <laughs> national championship, right? So <laughs> maybe he wanted as a player coach. <laughs> maybe. I mean, they did that a lot back then, right? In Man. college? <laughs> Player coach. <laughs> that's why it was funny. Then. That's that's our coach is this sophomore over here. <laughs> <laughs> they just saw a lot of potential in them. All right, all right, man. Okay, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> I just don't know who else would have been number one. Like Don Cheney, was he ever number one? Did he play? I have no idea. 
Don Cheney has been 80 years old for the last I, I know. years. I know. <laughs> I know it's like, this well, isn't, you're not supposed to say this person's name. This is like a Voldemort thing. But Don Cheney's got that Bill Cosby effect, right? Mm-hmm. It's like the Morgan Freeman effect. They've just always been old. Always been like, old. Even yeah. when you see young photos of them, you're like, no. 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 This exactly. I'm old enough to remember Morgan Freeman when he was on the electric company. Yeah, see? No. And he, he was, was young. No. He was young then. Okay, okay. Let's That's get right to this. Our, our next Let's... coin flip is who's older? <laughs> Lon Chaney or Morgan Freeman? No, not Lon Chaney. Lon, Lon Chaney or Morgan Freeman? Lon no, Chaney, Don or... Chaney or Lon Chaney. Lon Chaney or Bella Lugosi. Who's older? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 okay. Let's, so let's bring how, this back, how many please. people that we know that have a chance of being number one that were a player at some time? I'm going to go back to the first one you said, which was uh, Bayheim. Possibly. I but would Bay, if Bayheim was ever number one, I'm not sure he would have slid to six, though, because he's. it's not like he's been out of coaching long enough to slide Yeah, a few know. spots. I don't know. You you make the call here, man. I, I really I, Maybe we go with Dean Smith because it would make sense that he would slide, right, with all these guys passing him. Sure. Let's do so, all right, we'll check in with Dean Smith. All right, and go for Big Dongo. What did you guys have? In 1960, Ohio State won the national oh, championship. Oh, jeez. It, it, that is correct. One team is receiving points, and it is the team that said Bobby Knight. They're actually... Two teams, uh, two play, uh, two two coaches who won both as a player and a coach. It's Dean Smith and and Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight won in 1960 with Ohio State, though he was not the star of the team. There were NBA all-time greats Jerry Lucas and John Havlicek were on that team, and they were that was the year that they that they met Cincinnati with Oscar Robertson in back-to-back years, and I think they split games, but it was an in-state game. But anyway, yes, Bobby Knight is correct. I don't think Dean Smith was ever number one because of Bobby Knight. I think yeah, Dean I Smith was the first one to pass Bobby Knight. I could be wrong about that, but I'm but pretty Bobby, sure he was the first. I think Bobby Knight's ahead of Dean Smith. Is it possible that Dean Smith passed him when he... All right, I got it. now I got to go back and check this. That's okay, interesting. All right, so our theme-linked answers thus far are Reggie White... And Bobby Knight. Question number three of our missing link. The only player to play on the USA Olympics basketball team in 1988, which won bronze, in the last year that NBA players were not permitted, but then also played with the Dream Team in 1992, obviously in the first year, allowing NBA players. We'll check in. All right. Go for Big Dongle is checked in. Bald and not beautiful. You have a few minutes to talk this out. Okay. So who was on the dream team again? So obviously we got Mike. Not Holmes, Isaiah got... Thomas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Famously, um, Michael, Chris Mullen, oh, Bird. So... You know the list goes on and on. But um, which one of those guys? So eighty-eight in college players. So like uh, Danny Leitner. Is it Leitner? Uh, I mean, eighty-eight for Leitner. He would have been. He would have been like a freshman. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Dan, so Danny Manning, well, like uh, I don't think Danny Manning was on the dream no. team. No. Oh, David Robinson, maybe. Oh, that would make sense. Um, who else would have been there? Maybe that would make sense because he was drafted in '87, but he oh. went to Mitch the Richmond? academy. 
I don't think I don't think Mitch Richmond was on the dream team. I don't, I don't think remember he was him either. I was was David Robinson on the dream team? I think so. I it, he's it more likely to be on it than, been, than Mitch Richmond. He was drafted that he was drafted in '87, but he didn't start playing in the NBA until the fall '89 or '90. Yeah, like because he went to the academy. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So it would make sense that they put him on the team because he wasn't. He wasn't an NBA player technically, right? In '88, True. although he had been drafted. I think David Robinson is probably our best bet at this point. He's the best name we've come up with. I think it that makes the most sense to me out of, of everything okay. we've said. In a world that doesn't make sense, that makes the most sense. In a world, <laughs> Errol Christian Campbell. Uh, yeah, we're we're gonna check in with David Robinson. If Earl Campbell ever makes a horror movie, we're, we're so psyched because <laughs> we got Matt doing the read. All right. So go for Big Dongo. What did you guys have? Well, yeah, I was drafted in 87. I didn't wasn't a rookie until 89. Backed up Patrick Ewing on the dream team. It's David Robinson. That is correct. So both teams will be receiving points. Well done. Yeah, I mean, you guys were dancing all around it. Leitner would have been too young. He would have been a yeah, yeah. senior and senior in high school. And he was technically, I guess, still an amateur when when the dream team happened. But no, Peyton and who else did you mention? A bunch of those guys. You mentioned a bunch of guys who were sort of on the fringe but didn't make yeah. the uh, didn't make dream team. All right. Our theme blinked answers so far are Reggie White, Bobby Knight, and David Robinson. Question number four. At the time of his retirement, he had the most hits by an opposing player in Camden Yards, in Tropicana Field, and in Rogers Center. All right, we're checked in. All right, bald and not beautiful have checked in. Go for big dongle. Talk it out. So, a Yankee or a Red Sox? Like, yeah. Played um, their entire career as one of those. Or one just those. played a long time for one right. of them. So, I mean, Jeter makes sense. Yep. He's got 3,000 hits. Yeah. Played um, his entire career in that division. And all of it around the time that those three stadiums were active. David Ortiz is sneaky. A long time there. And the, the, okay, so here's the issue. It's it's at the time of his retirement. I wonder if someone, obviously someone passed them since then. Well, Jeter retired before Ortiz. Yes. Yes. Could it be anybody else besides Jeter? It probably could be. It probably yeah. is. And that's what makes it a great question. Yeah. Um, but I don't have anything else. No. Else. So let's just end this charade that we're going to come up with another person and, and, and go with Jeter. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because uh, Boggs played most of his career when they were at uh, the Memorial Stadium. So. And, yeah, and there was no Tropicana Field for right. for well he retired at Tropicana retired there, field. Yeah. yeah. but yeah. All right, so, we'll uh, we'll go with Derek Jeter. Check that yeah. out. All right. And Bald and Not Beautiful, what did you guys have? We had the same exact conversation. Right? Has to be someone mm-hmm. that played in this division. We were between the only names we brought up were Jeter Ortiz and Wade Boggs. Figured Boggs didn't spend enough time on the Rays and went, you know, since 98. Well, plus it's opposing too, as an opposing, you know, so. 
Well, yeah, maybe I mean, but he if was. It, yeah. If the hits when he was yeah. in Tampa would have counted, right? Maybe, they wouldn't count. But, but still, even so, there's. Yeah. They, what he played for what? Two, three years tops. While yeah. The Rays I were mean, around, and so. his entire career was in that AL East. You yeah. know, in those same stadiums. So. So between Jeter and Ortiz, we felt like Jeter made more sense, so we checked in with Derek Jeter. Both teams are receiving points, and you broke it down exactly the way I hoped you would. Um, knowing that it was obviously the Orioles, the Blue Jays, and the Rays that sort of um, that sort of boxed it in a little bit, knowing that it had to be the Rays, so it couldn't be somebody that was that goes back that far. So everybody got it exactly right. And Dan, uh, to your point about it, says at the time of his retirement, I didn't know how else to state this. I could not find an updated list. I just knew at the time of his retirement, it was literally what it said. I don't know that anybody's passed him, but I did okay. know that at the time of his retirement, it was it was a thing. So uh, there you go. He's on Twitter now. <laughs> so we should ask him. All right. Well, now that he's not part of the Marlins. Okay. The theme blinked answers thus far are Reggie White, Bobby Knight, David Robinson, and Derek Jeter. Question number five. Born Robert Remus. This longtime WWE, well, really WWF wrestler, fought in the main event at SummerSlam the same year that both Miss Elizabeth and Andre the Giant made their last SummerSlam appearance. No, no, that is that is correct. I was just waiting to see how long it would take them. We, okay. we can check in. Okay. Yeah. Okay, go for Big Dongle has checked in. All the not beautiful, what you got? We don't really need to talk this out. I'm I'm 99% sure I got this one. Um, even if I didn't know his actual name, you could reason this one out thinking about, obviously, Andre the Giant, uh, you know, his last SummerSlam. You can pretty much pinpoint that, right? That's got to be, you know, around 90, 91. Um, and this guy happened to be in the main event of WrestleMania 7 as well. So For would, some reason. It would stand to reason that... Uh, that he'd also be in the main event of SummerSlam because that's just the way they did it back then. Um, this is Sergeant Slaughter. That's what we checked in with. Yeah, I was going to say, most people could not reason this out, but Scott or Dan could reason this out, certainly. All right, Dan, what did you guys have? I actually knew his name. I was just waiting same, to same. see if I could come up with what I could come up with before I checked in. Before you checked in. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's Sergeant Slaughter. All right. Well done. So both teams are receiving points for our fifth answer. And both teams, after the fifth question was read, got in their themes. Uh, Dan, since you uh, messaged first, I will let you share what you guys came up with. Well, I, I said military ranks, but I mean, it's I mean, it's the minister of defense. It's um, the knight or actually there's the there's something else with Bobby Knight. I'm sure there is. The general. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And then the admiral, the captain, and the sergeant. So that is correct. Yeah, I took a few liberties with the Minister of Defense, but but I anything in the anything in the ballpark of military themed nicknames or military ranks, even I had to look up to see whether Minister of Defense counted as a rank, but given that he oversees all of the armed forces, I, I thought that would count. So yeah, so it was the Minister of Defense, the general, the admiral, the captain, and sergeant. Well done to both teams. 50 points for getting it at the fifth question. So after the second quarter, we have a score of go for big dongle with 225 points and bald and not beautiful with 190 points. Still a close game as we head into halftime. 
It is now time for the Halftime Show. There will be three entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 25 points. This halftime is dedicated to songs that are traditionally played at certain ballparks, arenas, or stadiums. Okay? So, hopefully start easy. Question number one. What 1983 Randy Newman song is played at Dodger Stadium following Dodgers wins? I could check in. All right. Right out of the gate. Go for Big Dongle has checked in. Bald and not beautiful. Talk it out. Uh, we, we always leave before the end of the game because the Dodgers are usually winning big. And, you know, the <laughs> L.A. traffic. <laughs> and it's L.A., so you usually get there after it starts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you get there at the second inning, you leave in the sixth so you can get home on time. Um, well, I mean, the only Randy you know, Newman how many song Randy that Newman I can know? think of is I Love L.A., so that's oh, like that a one? Dodgers thing. Right? Is that Randy Newman? Yeah, I think so. I thought he's, he's You've Got a Friend in Me, right, from Toy Story? you got a friend in me. Yeah, that's my age. Uh, yeah, we're going to check in with I Love L.A. And go for a big dongle. Or we love know. it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I love LA. It is I love LA. That's points all the way around. Good job to both teams. And I think it started fairly recently, actually. It was I read something that they were doing some marketing thing maybe five or six years ago, and it's become now a tradition after wins. So there you go. Okay. Question number two. What 1945 song from the musical carousel is sung by fans of Liverpool? and is also used as a slogan for the team and fans. We can check in. Go for Big Dongle has checked in again immediately. So bold and not beautiful. I mean, sorry, bold and not beautiful. <laughs> what did you, you guys want to talk it out? Yeah, we're, we're very bold. So please don't, don't <laughs> take that away from us. Um, oh, they're not mutually exclusive, Scott. So. Uh, 1945. So, so the only person. Carousel. Who... Do you know any songs from the show Carousel? Uh, I heard of the show Carousel 35 seconds ago when David asked the question. <laughs> Didn't know it was a sh- 1945. The only person alive was David, who he was in the front <laughs> row opening night. <laughs> um, Wasn't there a world war going on? Why are we doing musicals? Well, actually, it just ended, I guess. So, so liver, so the Liverpool guys took over our bar here in Omaha from we were watching. Well, that sounds and, unfortunate. And they took over the German bar now as Liverpool people, so it's kind of funny. Uh, like a British invasion? Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like that. Um, Out of Liverpool? Did they all have bowl cuts? <laughs> so I remember them singing, but I don't remember what the song is. Okay. Because they would be there. We, You know, there was a time period where we were there together watching us watching Bayern and them watching them, but Liverpool. Um okay. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. This is pre-Beatles, yeah. so it's not even like, oh, it's a Beatles song because it's Liverpool. Nope, it's not because it, this is pre-Beatles. Um, oh wait, it's um, oh come on. Uh, I mean, come on, Eileen. Walk... That's about forty years after. <laughs> no, walk alone. Um, you'll we'll never that... you'll never walk alone. Okay. That sounds good. Sounds like Batista's theme song. I think so. that's what it is. I walk alone. I'm hey, 
if you, you just pulled that that's, out of somewhere, we got to go with it. I th- that's the right. Yeah. Let's go with that. You're just to clarify, you're checking in with you'll never walk alone. All right. And bald and not beautiful. Oh, no, that's not you go for big dongle. What did you guys have? I see it all over my friends. Uh, I have a bunch of Liverpool for, uh, fan friends who have been putting up YNWA everywhere. It's you'll never walk alone. I walk alone. That's a, that's, that's a green day. Yes. I was amazed when I just heard about this recently and, and was watching YouTube uh, videos on this as well. I mean, it's actually pretty chilling. The, they play this old recording of you'll never walk alone. I have no idea why they've chosen such an old song, but the entire, whatever they call the Liverpool fans, they all hold up their banners and they sing. And it's actually pretty amazing when you see it. And the, at the end of games, the players are sort of standing on the field and they're singing along. It's pretty cool. And yes, they do use just the initials. That's a big hashtag YWNA or whatever it is. Wait, you'll YNW. Yes, exactly. A. N- NWA. So, NWA, exactly. <laughs> they, they play NWA after, after the game. Exactly. All right. Well done to both teams. Okay, last one. Question three of halftime. Know your host, well, or perhaps your guest. What ironically chosen song is played following Utah Jazz home wins? I would have expected this at your host's wedding or maybe his bar mitzvah, not at Utah Jazz games. That has to be it, right? But (laughs) let's check it in. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, was that a check-in? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go for Big Dongle has checked in. Bald and not beautiful, talk it out. The only like traditional Jewish song that I know, except for I know the dreidel song from. Yes, I made it but, out of clay. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, other than that, the only one, the other one I know is, is it Hava Nagila? Hava. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hava I, I, I think it has to be. I, th- I think it I, has to be. And I think David should perform it for us if we get I it right. So too, David has to sing the song. All right, we're going to go ahead and check in with what I hope I'm not butchering by saying Chava Nagila. Pretty good, actually, Mike. You're all right. All right. And we'll put you on the spot. What did you guys check in with? Well, the only... Well, there's lots of songs they could play. It would be but, ironic, uh, yeah. <laughs> but the only one that people really would know would be Chava Nagila. Except for during Hanukkah, they might play the Dreidel song. Who knows? For the 14 Jewish people that live in Salt Lake City. That, exactly right. Well, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr was one of them Oof. at one time. All, all, I could, all I could think of is the is the crossover when Scott said, dreidel, 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 I made it out of Cassius Clay. That's what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the correct answer is Havana Gila. And somebody sent me an article about this. It came from, I don't even remember, but they were talking about how incredibly, incredibly silly it was. I mean, it would be silly enough if it were in New Orleans. But the fact that the Utah Jazz for the last X number of years when they win are playing Havana Gila and yes, I mean, we know the demographics of Utah. It's not exactly a Jewish hotbed. So there you go. Well done to both teams. And the Jazz moved to Utah where music is not allowed. (laughs) (laughs) Coming out of halftime, we have scores of Bald and Not Beautiful with 265 and Go for Big Dongle just a little bit ahead at 300. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench, 
Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. So that brings us to the third quarter, which will today be five on three. Five on three. For this quarter, there will be three categorized lists containing five items where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. All right. Before we start, Hugh, I have a question for you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. How, how's, I meant to ask you before we started. How's your NBA? That's going to get, I have an, I'm going to give you a spoiler alert right now. I have an NBA question and I want to know yeah. whether you, whether you, whether you, whether you want the hard NBA question or the easy NBA question, I'll let you be strategic about this. I, you know, it's not the best in the world, you know? All right. So we'll go, we'll go the easy. We'll go the easy. Be, that would be CM Punk. I know the Utah jazz play Havana Nagila after they win. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. Okay. List number one of five on three. The last year that the NBA first team had five players that each played at least two years in college was 2000, 2001. Name the five players on that all NBA team. All right, Hugh, I'm going to make a executive decision and check in. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah sure. All right. Yeah. Ooh, Matt, can you make an executive decision and check in? Um, sure. Wait, was that two check-ins just like that? Well, you go ahead and do the check-in for that. All right, and we'll... go go for Big Dongle has checked in. Bald and not beautiful. You have very little time to talk it out. Okay, so the ones that we are pretty confident on are Allen Iverson and Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, then the ones we're debating are um, uh, Duncan, uh, Chris Webber, and then I think we're we are probably not going to go with uh, Grant Hill, Reggie Miller, or Jason Kidd. So I think we're going to go with just the three and we'll go with uh, AI, Shaq, Duncan. Do you want to do Weber? You're making an executive decision. All right, we're going to go with Weber. So we're going to do those four. And uh, go for a big dongle. What did you guys have? We had, both of us had Shaq right away, which put Duncan at the four iverson at the two we had them so we had a we had a one and a three left and i said there's got to be a point guard here i i I mean i suppose there could be two twos but there's got to be a point guard and i thought it 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 has to be jason kidd so we checked in with duncan shack iverson and kidd duncan shack iverson and kidd both teams are going to be receiving points so between between the two teams, you got all five, and and you know I, I've studied the NBA first teams a fair amount. They take some, they screw around with the positions a little bit. I mean, I think yeah. they ultimately they try to get the five best players, but but in the end, this time it was Duncan, Weber, Shaq, AI, and Kid. So great job to both teams. Um, Bald and not beautiful. You guys actually, you you were kicking around all the right names. I think you just couldn't decide between what Kid and Hill or somebody at the end. Reggie well, Miller. it's Reggie it Miller was, had a really good. Oh, and Reggie year. Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller. it was one year too late thing. for for Grant Hill. Yeah, yeah. The the reason we didn't end up going with 
Weber was one we did because of Duncan. Him. And no, actually, two. Um, we had Vince Carter on the mind, but wasn't sure that wasn't sure where to go with that, that one. Would have been so. a good one too. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. worked. Yeah, we took that. I mean, I would just listen to today's the podcast that dropped today, and Scott asked that question for the odd man out, and it was two thousand two covers, so that would have covered the two thousand two thousand one. Right. Uh, all NBA. That's true. That's a good point. Well done. All right. List number two for five on three. There are five pitchers in Major League history with at least 250 wins, at least 3,000 strikeouts, and at least a 600 winning percentage. Hint, all of them retired in the last 40 years. Just to frame it up for you. We're not going back to Walter Johnson, Cy Young. Okay. This is the epitome Let me see that. Let me see of that a one, David, David Lux question. Yeah. This is the, <laughs> yeah, I got this one straight out of a book. David Lux. Is it the baseball right book? Got Walling's, Walling's book. Yeah, he's saying this came David, from Walling's book. Would you like me to give you a description of a David Lux question? <laughs> I is, love these questions. It is giving a scenario of a specific type of player and then giving a whole bunch of statistics around that player that that, you, that, that player uniquely fits. And then you're supposed to come up with this. like, Or, or in this luckily, case, five luckily, of them. You gave us. You don't have. Yeah. Luckily, you gave us the that the it hint. was within the last forty years they retired. I think it would have been sometimes my favorite is when that. you're like, yes. here's a stat line of a person that played a sport sometime within the last two hundred years. Who is this? Person? I never do like, that. Oh come <laughs> on, two hundred. I never, I never do that. Go back and listen. I never do that. I don't even. Ex- excuse like that. me, host. I need my player, my teammate, to focus. <laughs> Can you please stop distracting him, dude. He was distracting himself. This was self distraction. Yeah. All right, we're checked in. All right, bald and not beautiful have checked in. Go for big dongo. Let's have about thirty seconds. Of you guys talking this, this out. This one almost broke me, David. I <sighs> I swear, it, those, these questions where I can't I can't just zoom in on a time exactly. Right. I and have the multiple different yeah. things to them. I I just oh they they break my brain. Mm-hmm. We eventually settled on. Seaver, Maddox, and Clemens, and stopped there. So is that your check-in? That's our check-in. All right. Always love the taunting, but love the check-in too. All right, bald and not beautiful. What did you guys have? Yeah, so we were very similar. We threw some names out there or some guys we didn't quite feel comfortable enough with the criteria, um, like a Tom Glavin, um, you know, a couple other guys that we thought Nolan Ryan scared us on the winning percentage. A um, mm-hmm. couple other guys. Jim right? Palmer on the winning percentage, and I'm not sure if he got to 3,000 Ks. Right. Even And even Seaver kind of scared us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we thought maybe Pedro Martinez, but there were some concerns we had there also with the winning percentage because some of those Expos teams and mm-hmm. late in his career the with the Mets and the Phillies. So ultimately, we went with three. Uh, we checked in with Roger Clemens. Greg Maddox, and the big unit, Randy Johnson. Both teams are getting <laughs> points. Well done. Well, so who's that really, fifth name? Su- super impressive. Yes, right. The fifth name is the surprise one and the reason why this list ran across uh, something that I was researching. So the correct answers are Greg Maddox, Roger Clemens, Tom Seaver, 
Randy Johnson. And amazingly, in all of the discussions, I did not hear. Now, I don't know what you guys were talking about privately, but I didn't hear this name come up. And this is a pitcher who pitched entirely in this century. So he is the most recent of all of them. The last one is CC Sabathia. Oh, what? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Surprising. Right. Yeah. So well, he always put, I'm sorry. He I always put on good teams. I was going to yeah. say it makes, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I didn't I know he got the 250 wins. I think he just got over it, didn't he? He yeah. didn't make it by much. That's correct. Yeah, he didn't yeah. He didn't get to 300. I'm sure of that. Right. Well, that's not a thing anymore. Well, not for the Hall of Fame, it's not. Or well, just, just in, in general, general nobody, it's probably – yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's, There aren't even starting pitchers that much anymore. So. No, that's, that's also true. How that's long until true. wins don't become a pitcher's – you know, just like wins in football don't, are not in a quarterback stat? It, I mean – after this era, right, where we get we're getting like, you know, Verlander and Scherzer and, and those guys, obviously, who will rack up a lot of wins. But we're in that era now where you start a reliever for two innings. Yeah. And he comes yeah. out and, he, you know, it's it's 20. The 20 win thing is getting. Yeah, I I, oh, yeah, I think within our lifetime, wins will no longer be a pitcher's stat, in my well, opinion. Well, I can't, I can't I mean, remember how long ago it was, but there was a time when I think it was Tony La Russa was went out I, this must have been with the a's where he basically said all right i'm just going to pitch three guys for three innings each and i'm just going to keep doing that and of course yeah. it flies in the face of everything because the guys can't get wins period because you have to pitch five yeah yeah win. so sorry sorry go ahead what are we gonna say hugh you might, you might be that second number one you might be the second pitcher in that one and number two i mean there's teams now using six-man rotations yeah six, six, six-man six rotation. rotation the rays don't have starters you know they they start a guy for two innings it's it's ridiculous untraditional and i don't like it it's not what i grew up with thanks jim moneyball yeah <laughs> yes exactly oh well the second time around the lineup they struggle so there is going to be no second time around the lineup okay list number three you thought that one was a lux question here we go oh, geez. Oh, the five yeah. nfl teams whose franchise career passing leaders have less than 25,000 yards for the franchise. Come on. <laughs> oh, what? dude. Actually, totally. I think we can. I think we can. I'm pretty that. sure that Scott's got this. Chill out. All right. Uh, okay. Less than 25,000. Matt, this is, you can file this one as it's not as bad as it sounds. Okay. I promise. I mean, it may make your head hurt for a little while, but. We'll check in. All right. Go for Big Dongle has checked in. A bald and not beautiful. I'll give you about a minute. Okay, so the teams that we have discussed ad nauseum, it feels like for the last seven and a half hours, um, are Carolina. The mm-hmm. Loam is the only one that we think even gets close. And I, I just don't that think would have been 2,500 yards for 10 years. He wasn't even there for maybe six. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Texans. Car was I don't there think for Car would have got he was getting sacked too, four too much or five years right and then and it's just been he would have had to have average I I don't yeah I don't I technically 5, I feel good about yeah no did we talk about just, the Cardinals Cardinals I can't think of anybody. I think Palmer's the closest just based on yeah. the new NFL and I don't think he was there long enough I agree and then the other one we came and up I with brought up Tampa. Tampa I mean Vinny Testaverde but Testaverde was not there for ten years he was there no. for maybe five or six years if he's there five years he's got to get five thousand which wasn't 5, happening back yards. then yeah exactly. wasn't happening back then okay so, so he's then there the for other six teams years, that we came up with uh baltimore flacco that's, was that's flacco close. there for 10 years 
Um, 2008 to around 2016, 2017. So yeah, he could have gotten 2,500 yards. He could have. He, he could have. So that scares me. Let's not do. Yeah, he could have. Cleveland. And then I think Kozar is Ernie Kozar. Okay, there. I agree. That's fine. I'm going with that. And then what was the other one? We brought up a couple other ones. I think Jacksonville, but we said, oh, no, the Bears. Oh, no. Bears, the Bears. Oh, man, I have no idea. I think we put the Bears on our list. You think you want to put them on the list? I can't think of a single go for guy. Five? Let's do it. Okay. We're going to go ahead and check in, David, with, you ready? Carolina, the Texans, the Cardinals, Tampa, and the Bears. All right, and go for Big Dongle. What did you guys wow. say? Hugh, we've got way different names. <laughs> this is oh, wow. Well, yeah, we have this one that's the same, or so two said, that are the same. We that said the Bears. I think, I, think it's, I think it's Cutler, and I don't think he's got 25,000. I would agree. Um, we said the Texans. Um, I think that's actually Matt Schaub. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we said Jacksonville because I don't think Brunel quite got that high. And we also said, now this is a sneaky one, but I think Jim, don't call me Chris Everett, is the career leader for the Rams. And I don't think he got to 25,000. So we went with the Rams. Wow. That's a good one. So Rams, Jaguars, and Texans. And, and bears. bears. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> we just become new best friends. Yep. <laughs> Neither team will be receiving points. <laughs> you know what? I'd rather have that. <laughs> I, I would too because I would have felt really bad. So let me give you the five answers. This the saddest thing about this is that uh Dan, your uh the go for big dongle was actually remarkably close, but the five are from the bottom up. The career leader for the Bucks is Jameis Winston with just under 20,000 yards. Yep. So at least we got just that up, one, Matt. Just up from that is the Texans with Matt Schaub right around 23,000 yards. Just up from that, we have the Bears would be the, the third worst. Jay Cutler with 23,400, as many people mentioned. Next would be the Browns with Brian Sype, 23,700. Oh. That, one that one's one of the old school ones. And one up from that is the Rams, Jim Everett. 23,758 yards. Mark Brunel uh, checked in. His his passing total for the Jaguars was about 25,700. So so Carson Palmer got there for the Cardinals? He was uber close. No, the credit for the Cardinals. That's Jim Berg. That's Jim Jim Hart. Hart. That's Jim Hart. Jim Hart? Is that that Brett's uncle? Who the hell is that? Right. Jim the Anvil Knight Hart. Jim Man heart instead of Brett the Hitman. Who's that Carolina's? Way? Who's Carolina's leader? It's um, it's Cam. It's Cam. He's almost at thirty thousand for, yeah. for the Panthers. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Hart was from the Air Coriel days in the early seventies, mid seventies. That that makes sense. Well, I'm I'm at least thankful that that question played a lot harder and a lot longer than I thought uh, than I thought it might. But it's fun. Sometimes it's hard to gauge, and I'm glad in a way that it came out at least even, Stephen. So at the end of the third quarter, we have scores of 
bald and not beautiful with 335 points and go for big dongle with 370 points still a modest lead and still anyone's game support for today's benchwarmers trivia podcast is brought to you by manscaped the best in men's below the waist grooming their products are precision engineered tools for your family jewels Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. All of us here at Benchwarmers received the performance package as a part of our Manscaped sponsorship, and I can speak with authority that it is filled with all sorts of goodies. I highly recommend you give it a try. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping when you use the code BENCH at manscaped.com if my math is correct that's about 8 million balls so don't forget use the promo code bench b-e-n-c-h at checkout manscaped.com as we go to the fourth quarter The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of four categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. All right, the categories for today are as follows. Question number one, angry young man pertaining to MLB pitching performances. Question number two, New York state of mind pertaining to NBA All-Stars. Question number three, the longest time pertaining to NFL Hall of Famers. And question number four, big shot pertaining to MLB awards. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one, who is the only pitcher in the last 50 years who has struck out a number of batters in a game equal to his age? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll check in. All right, go for big dongle has checked in. Bald and not beautiful. We have about a minute and a half. All right. Yeah. So immediately I thought this this has to be Kerry Wood in 1998. Like that makes sense to me. I know he was really young. 20 and 20 years old makes a lot of sense. Right? Clemens did it. He was also young when he did it. But Clemens seems too obvious of an answer. He, he was already included in an answer earlier. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there's a specific reason he says last 50 years because, you know, does this go back to the 70s? Is that why that's, you know, specifically in there? Yeah, And then also, yeah, angry young man. The angry young man is the one that really throws me off. I'm like, why? Right. Is this, was there a picture named like Jonathan Mad? Well, I mean, Greg Maddox, but I mean, no, no, right. Uh, other mad pitchers, John Rocker. <laughs> no, definitely not. Uh, he, I think he hit. Tw- I think he might have hit twenty guys uh, on Pe- purpose. Pedro yeah. and uh, Zimmer probably thinks he's an angry young man. Um, yeah, I just don't. Maybe that's I don't think Zimmer's not. thinking anything right now. By the way, hmm. but I think Kerry Kerry Wood. He he was a little abrasive too, if I remember. Well, Clemens was kind of a well, hothead too. Yeah, we yeah. Harry Wood seems like the first one that popped into your brain. So you want to just go with that one? Yeah. 
Let's just do it. We're going to check in with Kerry Wood for 80 points. Okay. And go for Big Dongo. What did you guys have? All right. So Hugh got there, but I just want to tell you who I thought it was going to be before I realized the 50 years thing. Um, and I don't know if this is right or not, but I thought it might be Bob Feller because he started way young at like mm-hmm. 17. And it probably would have been possible for him to have gotten 17 strikeouts at that point. But um, Hugh, you can go ahead and say what we, what we did. Yeah. Um, the, he has to be really young and had to strike out 20 guys. And Clemens was already over 20 when he came into the big leagues. Yeah. So the only one that I know that was 20 years old in the big leagues that struck out 20 was Kerry Wood. So we went with Kerry Wood for 85. And both teams are receiving points. Yeah. So my, the logic to get you there was exactly what you guys got to. I mean, it, it's virtually impossible to match your agent strikeouts for a major league pitcher because especially in the last 50 years, they don't make their debuts until they're at least 20. So Kerry Wood actually was 20 when he made his major league debut. And in his fifth start was when he had that 20 strikeout game. Clemens would have been eliminated because he was at University of Texas until he was, yeah. I don't know, I remember how many years, maybe three years anyway. So he was probably 23 or something. And obviously the record's only 20. There are only two guys in Major League history who have who have matched their age in strikeouts. One of them was Kerry Wood in whatever it was, 1998. And the other one is Bob Feller. So good job to Dan because Bob Feller did come up, I think, when he was 16 and change. And when he was 17, he did have a 17 strikeout game. I had originally written this at a, as a David and Goliath question and Kerry Wood was my David answer. And it was sort of weird the way I was writing it because <clears throat> it was David was... Uh, the Kerry Wood, and then and then the Goliath was okay. What Hall of Fame pitcher is the only other guy to do this? And when you're writing your the the Hall of Fame pitcher is the Goliath answer, and the other guy is not a Hall of Fame answer. <laughs> yeah. It just seems backwards. But anyway, question number two in New York State of Mind: Since Patrick Ewing, the Knicks have only drafted one player that has played in the All Star game as a Nick. I want you to name him. Now, just because I'm in a giving mood, I will tell you that Prozingis was drafted by the Knicks was named an all-star, but I'll just remind you, he blew out his ACL right before the all-star game. So he he did not play. play. So that may or may not have been obvious, but I didn't want that to be a distractor answer. So there's only been one all-star since Patrick Ewing that was drafted as a Nick played in the all-star game as a Nick name him. Yeah. Let's, let's check that in. I'm going to check that in. Yeah. Cover big dongle has checked in bald and not beautiful. Please talk it out. Hmm. Yeah. There haven't been many Knicks in the All-Star game in the last 20 years in general, let alone guys that they've drafted, right? I mean, yeah. Alan Houston certainly wasn't drafted by them. He, he played for Detroit before he got to the Knicks. Mello, obviously. Even if Marbury made it as a Nick, we know he obviously wasn't drafted by them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that there's anyone else this millennium. Amari Stoudemire wasn't drafted by the Knicks, was he? No, he was not. Um, so, to me, this goes back. So, I, I this is between, you know, Ewing's 85. So, I yeah. think if this is the 15-year time period between 85 and 2000, the only name that I can think of is Anthony Mason in 94. I don't know who drafted him. I don't know. I don't remember anything about him prior to being a nick i don't know okay well let's go with the 
Mason. Let's go with uh yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna go Anthony Mason for eighty five points. Yep. Checking it in. All right, and go for Big Dongo. What did you guys have? Okay, so <laughs> um for a while before the Timberwolves existed, I was a uh a pretty big Knicks fan from my days of liking uh the liking Georgetown. So that's that's how I became a Knicks fan. Um so I've always followed them a little bit and it was very hard to follow them um, lately. <laughs> and they crept up there in the early two thousands. Thanks in part to someone who played out of his mind. And I believe the answer, I could be wrong, but I believe the answer to this is going to be David Lee. Oh, oh geez. I never heard yep. that name. For uh, 45 points. One team is receiving points, and that is the team that pulled David Lee out of their hat. That is correct. <laughs> well done. He was drafted in 2005. We forgot he, he played in the All-Star game for the Knicks in 2010 and was gone soon after that. Well done. Uh, good good pull for sure. Well done, Dave. Rod Strickland was, uh, was drafted by the Knicks, but not... Uh... Mm-hmm. didn't make an all-star with them that's yep. correct didn't make an all-star with them okay question number three the longest time brace yourself this one's a little bit long oh my gosh. scott i hope you like it there's only one nfl team that has been around for at least 50 years and in that time has not drafted a single player who has gone on to the nfl hall of fame oh my god i want you to name the team and the player they drafted in 1971 that was the last player they drafted who went on to the hall of fame Here's a hint, because I think this one's kind of difficult. The player was a Super Bowl MVP, but not for the team that drafted him. We'll check in. All right. Uh, let's see. Go for go for Big Dongle. You think I'd know by now. Go for Big Dongle has checked in somewhat snarkily, maybe. And bald and not beautiful. It's time to talk it out. All right. Well, we tossed I like around. the road you're going down. Well, the name... so. We want to circuitous route, but when we were talking about Super Bowl MVPs, I was trying to think of ones that I could obviously because I don't know all the, the whole list from like 1971 to whenever the mid 80s. Yeah, but I do remember one for Washington in the 80s, John Riggins winning it, and I thought I remember hearing that he got drafted not by Washington but by the Jets. And so then that led us down a path of, can we think of any Hall of Famers for the Jets since Joe Namath? Not Mark Gastineau, right? Yeah. And then, I mean, like all the other Hall of Famers who played for them didn't play like the majority of their career. Right. Like Jason Taylor played there for a while, right? He did? Yeah, didn't he? I thought he did. He played for Miami <laughs> for almost his I know, entire for like career. a million years, yeah. Ed Reed? played there for a while but i mean that wasn't the majority of his career obviously. i think your definition of for a while is a little off but yeah he played there <laughs> um well because i mean they've had like some really good long offensive linemen right that played there a while kevin Mawai, ferguson nick mangold but none of those, yeah, guys, but those are guys, guys in the hall of fame yet i yeah. mean some of those guys might get in the hall of fame years down the road but not now right alan fanica was there in your term for a long time but he was, like he's what? a stealer yeah yeah so I think enough of it adds up. Okay. We're going to go ahead and check in 
for 85 points with the New York Jets and John Riggins. All right. Go for Bing Dongo. What did you guys have? So here's the deal. Hugh, I actually thought of Riggins, but I read the question wrong. Uh. I I read it as they haven't had a draft of a, they didn't draft a Hall of Famer. And I knew that that Namath threw that out the window, so I couldn't justify that one. Oh, you meant they thought they never drafted a yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Mm. I, I completely read the question wrong. So I'm Sorry. pretty sure that is the right answer because I because what we came up with, I just thought of someone obviously that did yeah. make the Hall of Fame that they drafted. So it's yeah. Yeah, we um yeah, go ahead and say what you said. And I uh, agreed we, with you, but but yeah. We said the Patriots and Jim Plunkett. But uh I mean Richard Seymour was just Yeah, that forgot that. the Hall of Fame. So I mean yep. and they drafted him. So well yeah. and and Ty Law and yeah, Curtis Ty Martin. Law and, yeah, exactly. Curtis yeah. Martin, that's right. I was I was so I was so turned around by the question, David, that I um <laughs> Turn around. Didn't take it all every yeah, time so. David, for eighty five points. By the way. I, I didn't think Riggins was after that early. I was thinking he was more the mid seventies. That's where I got screwed. We up don't know that. that's correct yet, but I think it is. So. Yeah. So I will now break the suspense and tell you that one team is getting their points, and that is the team that said the New York Jets and John Riggins. Riggins was drafted in seventy one played with the Jets until about the mid-70s when he signed with the Redskins. Matt Matt had the rest right after that, that Riggins was later the MVP of the Super Bowl for the Redskins. Uh, sorry, the the Commanders. And he was... Well, it was, he was for them, but... Right, it was for the Redskins, right, historically. Um, and yeah, and so the Jets have not drafted... I mean, obviously this can change with any election, but the Jets have not drafted a Hall of Famer since John Riggins. Uh, other teams that have not drafted a Hall of Famer, I mean... Uh, the Panthers haven't, the Texans haven't, but they haven't been around for 50 years. That's why I had to put that caveat in. Every other team has drafted at least one Hall of Famer since that since that point. Just wait, so. Sam Darnold will get there. <laughs> Just a matter of time. So after that question, we have an interesting score update. The bald and the not beautiful are at 415 points. And go for big dongle is also at exactly oh, 415 geez. points. So we'll all come down to this question. Question number four. The Silver Slugger has been awarded in both the American and National League since 1980. In that time, or since that time, two players have won a Silver Slugger, an MVP, a Gold Glove, and a World Series all in the same year. Now, to be clear, I don't mean a World Series MVP. Their team won the World Series. So they won a Silver Slugger, an MVP, a Gold Glove, and a World Series in the same season. One of these happened in the first five years of the Silver Slugger, and the other happened in the last five years. I want you to name both players. We'll check in. All right, go for Big Dongle has checked in. So for the last time this evening, bald and not beautiful, yours to talk out. All right. Okay, right. so, so I, we actually so, have some choices here. Schmidt, Ripken, Brett. Yeah. I think it could honestly be any of them. <clears throat> then you you did the... And in the last MVPs. five years, right? It's not right. Did the MVP Schmidt certainly won an MVP? Um, and George Brett won an MVP, didn't he? Right, and I think Ripken did too. 
So the last five years, it's not the Nationals. They didn't have an MVP. Is this Cody Bellinger mm. for the Dodgers? It's either him or Altuve, I would think. Altuve does sound right. Altuve has won a bunch of batting titles. Right, he's, he's won an MVP. And Silver Slugger for second base is easy to get because there aren't, you know, yeah. the competition is less. So t- I, I would say it's either him or Bellinger. I would lean towards Altuve. Okay, so let's go with Altuve, and then you want to go with Brett? <sighs> I, there's a part of me that wonders if Mike Schmidt would have won. I'm not even – I mean, I know he was a, I don't know if he was a, a solid third baseman, but I don't know if he was a gold glove third baseman. I'm honestly – of the three, I actually think the most likely is Ripken, right? Because Brett was a good fielder, right? But I don't, I don't know that he was necessarily a terrific know. third baseman, right? So Altuve – I'm wondering if this is Ripken in '83. Did he win the MVP that early in his career? I think I like. I think I like Ripken. Altuve and Ripken for 85 points. We're gonna check it in. Okay, and go for big. Uh, go for big dongle. What did you guys have? Okay, so what did you guys say? Altuve and <laughs> they Ripken. Said, they okay. said Ripken I'm and Altuve. Tell you right now that we said two completely different people than you did. <laughs> Nice. And I'm going to tell you that we bet 86 mm, on this. Nice. So, I mean, it, it would have been more dramatic if we had said the same thing. but um, Or if we had bet the same thing and both got it right or both got it wrong. Right, right. Um, so, Mike Schmidt had a historic season in 1980. Um like an all-time great season. So um, I was pretty sure Mike Schmidt was going to be one of these answers. Um, and then we went back to 2018 and thought it might be Mookie Betts. That does also make sense. So we said Mookie Betts and Mike Schmidt for 86. One team is receiving points. Um, let me just unpack this a little bit. First of all, uh, if you go back and read the question, it couldn't have been Altuve and Ripken because I specifically said one was in the AL and one was in the NL. And though I guess officially the Astros would have been in the NL back in 1980, both of your guys would have been AL guys. So Ripken did win the MVP in 83. He was he was a pretty good shortstop, but he was not considered the best of his time. I mean, that um, he didn't win gold gloves, I think, until the 90s when people sort of realized that slow and steady could win the race. He didn't, he, I don't think he was ever credited with having a lot of range guys like Alan Trammell used to win the gold glove in his age. Schmidt won the gold glove for like 10 straight years. Um, So yes. So Schmidt is correct for 1980 and Mookie Betts is correct for 2018. Um, So well done. Uh, I think your answers were very good ones though. And I saw this stat about Mookie Betts. um, And then I went back to realize and realize that he was one of only two people that did this. The other thing that's amazing about Schmidt is, his year was so epic. He actually did win the World Series MVP that year. So he won all of these things. His team won the World Series, and he won the World Series MVP. Mookie Betts did not. The uh, 2018 Red Sox MV, World Series MVP was uh, Steve Pence, I think. <laughs> so somebody that yeah, sort of came Steve out of Pierce. nowhere. It wasn't Mookie Pierce. Pierce. Pierce, that's what I meant. God. I no, it wasn't Hunter the, Pence. The same way I started this game. It wasn't Mike Pence. Right. That would have been <laughs> on the richer. Okay. So the game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. Bald and the not beautiful finishes with 330 points and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Tony Dungy award with 501 points is go for big dongle 
So I think the Tony Judge Award requires a little bit of explanation because yes, I yes, it does since he was yes, it does back. So so here's here's <laughs> here's the amazing thing, and I got this from Eric Eid. I I slacked him in the middle of the day, and I said I messaged him in the middle of the day, and I said, "Hey, you have a good backup quarterback for me." He asked who was on the show, and I said Hugh is, and he said, "Perfect. Here's a good University of Minnesota guy, Tony Dungy," and I said, "But he's not a quarterback." And then Eric Eid, being Eric Eid, just reminded me that Tony Dungy was once used in when he was playing for the Steelers was once used as the emergency quarterback. And not only that, but he's an amazing trivia answer, which I almost worked into the fourth quarter, but I couldn't forget a good way to do it. And I thought it would be too damn hard. Tony Dungy is the only person who has picked off a pass and thrown an interception in the same game Hmm. in NFL history. Wow. When, when would, it being entirely too hard have stopped you in the past. <laughs> yeah. And, and I would have gotten that because I mm-hmm. remember that when he did that, they go, he threw in and made an interception the same game. Exactly. And, and it was because, I mean, he must've been either third or, you know, the if it was emergency quarterback. It must've been because the top three guys got hurt. Maybe top two guys, if they were only carrying two at that point, I can't remember what the rosters were like exactly back then. But in any case, there you go. Anything anybody wants to talk about before we call it a night? Hugh, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. And uh, all, as always, I'll talk a little bit about uh, organ donation. My sister has a, a new-to-her kidney, and mm-hmm. it's very important, I mean, to sign your donor card and let people know that you are a donor and because uh, it saves lives. It's awesome. Great message for sure. You thanks for playing with me tonight. We uh, we made a good team tonight. We uh, both came up with some uh, some tough answers there. So uh, you've got an unbeaten streak going too, don't you? Right, I'm three and zero now. Yeah, we got to tell, tell Eric. Early, you know. Yep. <laughs> That's uh, all you, all you get on the show for being under. Come after you, Jake Manny. That's Actually, right. You... I, I have a terrific idea here. I think we should do a a battle royale of all of the undefeated players that we have, and the winner gets Eid. I think that I, I think, think when somebody gets to five and zero, oh, and if somebody gets to five and zero oh, instead of a smoking jacket, we should just send them a bullseye shirt with like Eric, you know, with a <laughs> target practice. <laughs> so anyway, Hugh, I think at three and zero, oh, you've probably made Ed's list. Not that I should I, condone such such well, call outs, but I yeah. think one of the one of the wins was with Ed though. So oh, he doesn't so. care. Ah, it doesn't matter. Uh, no, no, no. That's that's like the wrestling tag team, right? Once they break up, it doesn't oh. like it's it's like that yep. history never happened. Okay. Yep. So never happened. All right, Matt, you want to go next? Uh, no, thanks, uh, Hugh, for being on. I, we enjoy our banter regarding AFL stuff. Um, I think uh, St. Kilda's your team, right? Yeah, that's right. They're not I doing still can't terrible. That. They're in the middle they're of the ladder bad. this year, right? Yeah, they, they're, they're, they were they're, up there. but yeah. yeah, but they had that one game where they lost 39-38. Oof. In fourth quarter, they had one goal and 13 behinds. Oh my gosh. That, I yep. mean, that's Timberwolf like shooting, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, you're, I mean, you're probably the first person ever to, uh, to compare an AFL team to the Minnesota Timberwolves. <laughs> that, that might be a first. Uh, thank you, David. I do enjoy your games and your questions. Um, cause they're always interesting and thought provoking and yeah, uh, uh, this was another fun one. Thank you for Sergeant Slaughter. Um, you made up for no wrestling questions on the last one that you hosted. So always appreciate That's that. True. That's true. 
yeah, this was an, another fun game. Uh, Hugh, great to officially meet you. Um, you know, once you hit three times, you're kind of like one of us. You know, you're you're basically in the brotherhood at this point. So we appreciate you and your support and the fact that you listen to every episode and that you help us out financially and everything else that you do for us. So um, I am an organ donor. I encourage, I, I echo what Hugh said. I encourage everyone out there, um, you know, to, to do that, uh, you know, unless obviously there are extenuating circumstances for you not to but it really is one of those important things that you don't think about on a you know on an everyday basis but like you says it it saves lives it's important and it's something that is very easy to do you just you know fill out a form you don't have to go through a rigorous process or anything like that so definitely echo that um become an organ donor speaking of organs take care of yourselves manscape uh, use the promo code bench 20% off at manscaped.com and make sure you do that. Your um, dongle will thank you. Your dongle will thank you. We're also on T Public. Avoid onion crutch. We're on T Public. We're on YouTube. Follow us on the bench. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us everywhere else. Um, and guys, if you're listening, come on the show. All right. Listen, we want to schedule. We want new people. We want old people to come back. Come back on the show. If you want a team with Eid, fine we'll make it happen team with you just just sign up come back or on David, the show david's but just as strong or as dan whoever you want just fan. just email us come back on the show let us know we we want to have you back on um there's some people we haven't heard from in a while that i i i've been reaching out to i really want to get people back on the show that we haven't heard from in a while because we missed you guys and we want to hang out with you so that's my pitch absolutely that's a lot of good stuff scott yeah hugh i want to second what everybody was saying it's it's it was great to meet you in person I'm glad I could work in the Havana Gila question because I figured you'd appreciate it. But uh, but thank you for humoring me. I, I know Dan doesn't like my questions. I know Matt doesn't like my questions. But I, I, but I like the questions just fine. They're just, they, they break me. They break your they head. Break I, me, yeah. I like them when I'm editing the episode, not when I'm actually participating. You, in you, the like, them when you, you like them when you dissect them on the OT. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Benchwarmer Trivia Podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the ball. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at Benchwarmers TP.